Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the nat day? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Here it is. Here we go. High fives podcast episode 73. Michael, good day. Good day, Nate. How are you? Do you know that's hello in Australian? I had an inkling. It's I mean, also short for good day. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It all tracks. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's important that things track. <laughs> How are you going? I'm going well, I think. It's Sunday night. We made it through the weekend. Made it through the weekend. That you know, doesn't sound like, like a very good weekend. Nate, <laughs> I can't wait till Monday when I can go to work. I think every day is just a make it through now until like things sort of start getting back to normal. Because it doesn't feel like I keep getting like glimmers of hope of normal. And then it's like like a kick in the nuts that it's not. So I just now I'm just making it through the days. I think once you embrace that, like we're going to be here for like years to come. Like not in this exact spot, but in a variation of this exact I spot. I can't it's, do that. It gets Nate. easier. I can't do that. I, I no? gotta be, and I'm I'm more pessimistic than the average person. I just I, if I get to that level, I think it'll just kill me. Up until this last few months, I was doing really well with like just being like, this is it. I don't really need to see people. We can chat on the on the phone and text and the occasional like video chat. I can do this. But now I'm starting to be like, I could really just like go for. A coffee with somebody <laughs> like, yeah. It, yeah i've, I've, I've that. hit that point so it, it took a lot longer than the average person who like couldn't handle three weeks of it and they're like oh <laughs> fuck man i'm gonna go nuts <laughs> if i don't have a beer with some buddies <laughs> where's that guy right now uh i'm pretty sure he's got a mask or a no mask a sign saying masks kill you and <laughs> the pandemic is uh is a hoax <laughs> So before we start our topic, we just wanted to put out a little disclaimer because we're going to talk about a little bit about death in this topic. Not a little. It's it'll probably well, the whole, be the whole a episode. Lot. The whole episode's <laughs> about death. So yeah. um, I understand it's been a crazy time, and there's a lot of death and a lot of suffering going on. Um, I'm sure many of you have been touched by it. So if you're uncomfortable, we just wanted to give you a heads up before we started talking about any of this stuff. And uh, feel free to not listen and join us next episode or. Listen, and hopefully it's not chaotic for you. Anyway, that's our, our sort of disclaimer. We're not professionals. We didn't have a lawyer write it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was good, Mike. I think Thanks, I think it got the message out there. So without further ado, episode 73, top five songs about death. Nate, have you experienced a lot of death in your life? I haven't really. You know, like I've, I've known people to die and I've gone to funerals, um, but I don't... 
like nobody kind of like super close that you weren't expecting to die, you know, like in the sense that like grandparents are old and they die, you know, and um, but I haven't had anybody not to say I haven't had anybody, but I haven't had the amount that I think some people have. Yeah, um, like like that's the interesting thing for me is I've really not had anybody close to me die. My grandpa passed away, but unfortunately, like I just didn't get to know my grandpa because he lived in Croatia and we didn't have like access to phones and stuff at the time. And right. by the time he did, and like there was a language barrier, so like I, I mean it's sad. I mean, and I felt bad, but I don't I didn't know him, so I didn't have that connection. And then like there's people I know, but again, like I've been to funerals, but no one I know. And like my grandpa right now is getting closer to death and I'm close with him. Yeah. So now I'm kind of preparing myself, but up until now, it's basically been like pop culture has been my dealing with death, which is like really right. sad in like, right. <laughs> I don't really know if I'm prepared for it. And because my family were immigrants, right? we didn't have other people dying in our family here. Like we had people in Croatia die, but no one here. So it's just like, everything's sort of new or like, it's like weird. Um, like place to be in when you know someone's going to die in like in within years or months or whatever. And you're yeah. just like, ah, I don't know. I've never dealt with this. We'll see what happens. Have you thought about your own mortality? Do you have like uh, a plan for you? Like for when you die, like, do you have like a song you want played or like, uh, how, have you thought about what you want for a funeral or anything like that? Wow. Or is that too macabre? No, I don't think it's macabre. I think it's, you know, something that, everyone thinks about to a certain degree. I don't know. Like I've always kind of been very like, I don't want a party. I don't want a funeral. Um, and I've had some people close to me be like, dude, those things aren't for you. Like they're for people to grieve you. Um, so I mean, in the, to the extent of like, what do I want? Um, I don't, I don't really have a preference or a care. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I guess it depends how you think about where you're going after this life, after this world. And I'm one of the people that think you disintegrate into the ground in whatever fashion you're put there. Um, so, you know, there's no real like desire for anything kind of once it's over. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Like I have sort of a similar thing. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit more faith-based, which is just, again, that's my own thing. It's nothing to do with anybody else. I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that's like, you do your own thing, however makes, whatever makes you feel better. Yeah. Um, like, but I also don't want like a big funeral or like, well, I don't care about the funeral because I do understand that's for other people. But I always thought it was like, I always found it ridiculous that people spent like crazy amounts of money on like a coffin or how yeah. you look in the thing. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I would rather give that like, $50,000 to someone else or like yeah. at very least give it to charity. So I don't care if you just toss me in like, toss me on the side of the road. Like I don't give a shit. I know that sounds awful. But <laughs> I don't I mean, like, think you can actually do that. No, you can't. Anyway, <laughs> so I've told it? people this and my mom lost her mind when I was just like, I don't care. Like just burn me. I don't care. Throw me right. in like with like on a mass grave. Like I just don't care. And then right. I started coming up with like, things just to like irk my parents or other people close to me. Like I said for a while that when I die, I want to come in. Like I want like the coffin to be carried in with like, um, you know, from um, wrestling Shawn Michaels song, yeah. like sexy boy. I want, yeah. the, I want when the doors open to that to be played. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. I think a it walk would, in yeah. a walk in song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, I started saying I wanted like a 
random plaque somewhere placed in the city, but just totally random, not somewhere I, I hung out or anything. Just be like, right. Cause I always think when they like, you walk by, I'm like, why did that guy get a plaque? <laughs> right. Like the side of an art store or something. Just like anywhere. Just be like, who was Mike? Right. <laughs> wow. He got a plaque. Maybe like a manhole cover. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Just be like, but I don't want it to be like in memory of Mike. Just be like, right. Just like very random and be like, this bench says Mike. What? Who's this Mike guy? What did he or do? Or like Mike sat here yeah. once. Yeah, or something like really <laughs> random like that. He was a rat dude. <laughs> That's funny. I, I like the idea of like maybe somebody being able to come visit me in some fashion. But like I'm with you on like the whole coffin and like the elaborate money that gets spent on things like that. Like I, I think that and I, I don't know where if they have them in like even in the city, but like. I know that there are places that you can just kind of like be put in a shroud or like a blanket and then just like put into the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have that for sure. There's some I, I there's religions that are based solely on that that don't do. Well, that. there you go. Yeah. I'm not that religion, but yeah, <laughs> I like that idea of just that, like, that's fine with me. I'm like, put me in and like, let me go into the earth and do whatever. Yeah. And yeah, but, uh, I started thinking about songs and like what would be a good like out song after i went to my old boss's funeral and uh he had neil young playing and ever since then i'm like every time i hear neil young i think about mike's funeral and i'm like huh because like i don't know like catholic funerals you're not allowed pop culture songs right like it's like hymn songs and stuff oh so i gotta figure a way a loophole around that if 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 i'm still (laughs) if you're gonna get sean well maybe just like make sure sean michaels gets into sainthood oh yeah then you're covered right that should be easier than than doing something he's like not your boy toy. a non faith based <laughs> that funeral. Should, that should help church right away. He's a boy toy. <laughs> wow, wah, 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 bad Catholic. So I'm guessing I'm guessing that you went like the dark and depressing road on uh, these these song choices. Not all of them. Not all of them. Okay. No. No. Some of them. Some of them. A good mixture. It's a good mixture. There's lots of aspects to death, right? In, no, in music, true. there's lots, there's lots of ways you could go. I used a lot of my like go-tos, like the songs that came to me right away. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe songs that I'd thought about having at my own funeral someday. Oh, all those songs I've, I've had like appear in lists already. So I had to go on a deeper dive. I like this. I like that you went on a dive before we do that. We should, uh, we should hear what you've been listening to, Nate. I was curious how you were going to make that segue happen from super, like, dark, depressed. Like, that's the saddest uh... preamble we've ever had. Oh, wow. I talked about Shawn Michaels. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's still... We're one one step away from saying, suck it. (laughs) 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 And doing, like, a X across our crotch. (laughs) I think that was just you, Mike. Well, that's if you pay for the video version of this chat, you get to see that. Right, right. I am wearing pajama pants right now, so it's really sexy. (laughs) Uh, What have I been listening to, Michael? A surprise release, uh, at least to me, uh, the new Lost Love, Empathy. Ooh, that just came out too. Was that one surprising to you? Uh, The full length was. I had. They had released two or three singles before, but I thought they were just one-off, like, pandemic 
we had nothing right. better else. Right. So. <laughs> the old we had nothing better else. Nothing, nothing better, better else. To that's, do. Engli- that's English for you. <laughs> the best part is I copied yeah, it. Yeah, I know. From you. That, that's why. That's why. Uh, that's awesome. It's uh, it's some Canadian content for the show based out of Montreal. Uh, what category would you lump Lost Love into, Mike? I know that, that you're a big genre guy, as I've described before. They're like the. They're kind is of it in- org core? Parts of it, yeah, but parts are kind of like core? parts are kind of like indie rock punk kind of stuff too, right? Like, yeah, I see that a little bit of power pop in there too. Like, they get a little yeah. bit of everything. I think it's it's a very like it's a sound unto theirs. Like it's it's not like you know. I, I think there are bands that you could certainly compare them to. Like New Swears kind of comes to mind, but it's it's not like. It's not like they sound like new swears. It's just of that that genre, let's say. Yeah, I, I get that. That's why I'm saying like it's like kind of like it's indie rock, but it's also punk. It's also pop punk. So it's like, yeah, it's like a amalgamation of that kind of stuff. It's and it's kind of a, like often when you toss pop punk in there, it sounds like it's immature. And this right. I would say is like a mature version of that, right? Like Yeah. But not like not org core mature where like <laughs> Right. That's that's too not, much. That's you're not too Chuck mature. Reagan fishing, right? <laughs> but you're headed there. <laughs> at, at, at any rate, it's an excellent follow-up to uh, 2018's "Good Luck, uh, Roscoe." Um, I've only listened to it a couple of times because it just came out, but um, I think it's already proving to be what I'd hoped their next record would be. Awesome. Um, the next one, Mike, is also another new one. Hot off the presses. Uh, it's a band called The World is a Beautiful Place and I Am No Longer Afraid to Die, which kind of ties nicely into this whole sure topic. Does. Illusory, illusory. I can't believe I'm asking you this. Illusionary? No, there's no jeune. It's, it's just I L L U S O R Y. Don't ask yeah. me, man. Yeah, walls, illusory walls. Let's call it that. All right. This one's interesting because it's it's recorded and uh, and written remotely. Which, okay, lots of bands did that, but this album is so incredibly detailed and layered. And you know, like for some bands, I'm like, yeah, okay, you you wrote and recorded that, and like it's pretty straightforward. But this kind of music and this band specifically, I find it. I find it really extraordinary that they were able to write and and record remotely. That's crazy. I didn't know that. This there's like it's like so many people in that band and there's so yeah. much going on. Like there's there's like choir elements and orchestra y kind that's of That's what like I mean. That's a lot to do remotely. That's impressive actually. That makes me like that album even more. And I I've liked it so far like the few times I've listened to it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy diverse record. Um, lots of different flavor on it. Um, I would say it's it's got kind of a rock opera feeling to it. Um, would you would you agree with that? Have you had time to listen to it yet? Yeah, I see it. They, I mean, they kind of have that feel to them anyway. Sure. Uh, I enjoyed this one a lot more than their last album. Like, okay. I really liked their first album. Yeah. And then the last one, I was like, oh, that's a little bit of the same. This one feels like it's uh, it's a little bit. Well, I was going to say like more put together, but that's even crazier because of the, yeah. whole, the whole recording process then. That's it's awesome. wild. 
Uh, my next choice is uh, a choice cut that you sent my way. Me the guts, split guts over rough cuts. Love a name like that. <laughs> a little more CanCon from Saskatoon. They've been around f- since like 2015, and this is my my first time hearing of them. Uh, is this a recent find for you? Very recent. I, I didn't huh. know them before either. I didn't, wouldn't have known they were from 2015 even. Look at you. They've got like a, a fast, aggressive, straight ahead kind of 90s punk, but like with a current sound, like current day sound. Like I wouldn't say it's like it it sounds like that time, but it definitely pulls from that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they they, they definitely have that. Epit- I thought it was almost more epitaphy, but like, hmm. yeah, it doesn't sound like it came out in 96. It sounds like it's the newer version of that. The ver- yeah, yeah. I would say like hints of propaganda, hints of like Wilhel- Wilhelm scream in there as well. Yeah, yeah. We got two more, two more two choice more. cuts. Do you, do you know how hard it is me, for me to edit the Instagram when you've got five? <laughs> do you just four? want me to do four? No, I'll just do five. I can just I'm, do four. No, just do five. I'm, just bugging, easy. I'm bugging you, Nate. These will be quick. Uh, one of them's Cap Gun Heroes, Last Call for Adderall, uh, very Ramones core. Uh, there is nothing new or groundbreaking here, but like a super fun <laughs> listen. Like I really enjoyed this record. Uh, it's good tunes. It's fun. It's catchy. It's their first full length uh, off Hey Pizza Records. Um, so I would say if you like that record label, if you like the offerings from them, you will probably like this record too. Um Kittner is the last one. Uh, Shake the Spins. I don't realize this is their first full length. I don't know why, other than maybe I've just heard a lot about them over the last year or two. Um, but anyways, their first debut, uh, Top Shelf Records. Um, it's just got like a real sincere, genuine feeling about it. It's just a really good collection of songs that feel like they're from like that early 2000s emo scene. Uh, really layered album. I've been listening to this a lot and uh, I figured this would be a good segue into your listening to section, Mike, because I believe you've been listening to them as well. I actually have been listening to the Kittner album as well. So that was a perfect segue into my list. And you're welcome. And you may have heard of them because I've played them on the show. That's it. That's it. It's you, Mike. It's all you. It's always me. But you uh, are the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I really liked the EP. And at the time, I believe it was members of Choke Up and Save Ends. Uh, I'm not sure who's left from the original release and not. Like, there's a there's been a little bit of a changeover. And you can tell in the sound, it's a little bit more... Um, well, I mean, the other sound is the same sort of... I mean, it's just because it's a full... Evolved. It's, evolved, it's a little yeah. more evolved. I think you get a homage to, like, Get Up Kids, the anniversary. Yeah. And then vocally, I it's a lot of bright eyes and despacitos, which is the the vocal sound eerily similar. Interesting. So, yeah, it it was definitely worth the wait. It's a great album, um, and it's cool that it's getting a lot of hype because as like it's rare when a side project turns into something all these years later, and it's like yeah. getting a lot of hype. Uh, next one I was listening to is the face to face. No way, but through. Nice. I, I'm super shocked at how much I like this album. Like. I don't hate face to face like a lot of people do, but I don't love them either. And also like a lot of people do. Yeah. And it's not a knock on the band, but I'm just like, I've never been gaga over them. I like their albums. I like, (laughs) what are you laughing at? Gaga. Yeah. I like that. Uh, But it's kind of like that Good Riddance album. The last one that came out, it's like, this one feels like a return to their best work. Yeah. 
without sounding like they're just trying to do their best work again. Like it sounds like a yeah. fresh version of it. So really yeah, into I that. that. Uh, next one's the Illuminati Hotties. Let me do one more. Great album. I knew you were going to bring this one up. I've been listening to this one pretty steady lately. It's awesome. Like really good. Uh, she's just such a great songwriter and producer. So it's so good. A lot of fun. Uh, if you're into that indie rock kind of punk stuff, I'd suggest picking it up. Uh, it's got that Riot Girl spirit to it as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it, it's yeah. just it's a little bit of everything, and it's awesome. Um, last one is a band from Atlanta called Turn Cold, and the album's Break Your Faith. It's a thrash crossover band. Uh, they're a newer band that's formed as a result of the pandemic, and they wrote the album to reflect that. If you're into those kind of bands, um, this EP's a ripper. So that's it. That's what I've been listening to, Nate. Break the Faith, not to be confused with Mike Condick's Shawn Michaels-themed funeral. Just the entrance. <laughs> like, if you came out to that, just think about this. You come out to that, everyone would be like, is he coming out of the coffin? What's up? <laughs> I, I love how you say if you came out to that at your funeral. Like, I just picture, like, two guys weekend with Bernie walking you down, <laughs> walking you down the aisle. Like, everyone's solemn, and you turn around, and, it's like, the intro to that song, <laughs> we might have to find a bit of it to put it into this just so you can get a feel of it. it there's, like, jungle noises. And, <laughs> and then it's just like, I don't know. I just, I, I want to see that somewhere. <laughs> I feel like your explanation is is better than it could possibly yeah, probably, be. I'm assuming people don't want to be, like, laughing when they're, like, there to mourn me. <laughs> It's it's the tone you set, Mike. Yeah. Let's get to the list. I, I decided most, I think most of my list is more on the depressing side. So I thought, well, let's lean into that a little, little bit, not into the, like, let's, let's start slow. Yeah. Let's not, let's not dive right into depressing songs. So I'm going to choose my, my song more on the humorous side. Nice. You might be asking. How can you find the humor in death, Nate? Well, I found it on an album called Hitler Bad, Vandals Good. <laughs> it's a song by the Vandals, and the song is My Girlfriend's Dead. Oh, perfect. I didn't even think about this one. I love this song. I love this album, too. I've talked about this album before, and uh, it often brings up a lot of chatter about what the greatest Vandals album is. This is it. I love this album. I love this song. It just the idea of like being so fed up with people asking you, hey, how's your girlfriend? Hey, what's going on in your relationship? It's almost less awkward to say that she's dead instead of <laughs> we broke up. You know, like I, I like the spirit uh, of that. She dumped me, but you know. <laughs> the Vandals are so polarizing, hey? And do you think it's because of their like, they're part of those old punks that are like, they don't have the same moral compass, I guess, as like as the genre went on. I don't know. Maybe I think part of it is like a lot of people tend to like it's like bad religion or no effects. Like people really like their early catalog and then don't like their later catalog. And I feel like although this probably comes right in the middle, it's definitely not of their earlier. Oh, vibe, yeah, yeah. Their, their earlier right? vibe is way more punk, right? Like, yeah, like just fast like, and like grinding. Yeah. As opposed to like more, you know, kind of melodic and this album's very different. But like I say, one of one of my favorites. 
also mine. It would be my favorite Vandals album as well. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. We're agreeing. Yeah, for sure. The Vandals brought us together. <laughs> no one's ever said that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, for my pick, I went with a cover song, and it's against me's version of People Who Died. Which, oh, by Jim, the Jim Carroll band? Yeah. So Nice. So the funny thing about the Jim Carroll band is I didn't know that the Jim Carroll band was the same Jim Carroll that was the writer of the Basketball Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like literally didn't know that until I heard this cover a few years ago. I was like, really? what? So that's, that's embarrassing for me. But I uh, love the song. love the original song. Uh, but I thought the cover worked really well for this. And because it came on a compilation... Songs That Saved Your Life. That's what it's called. Okay. And I read an interesting thing from Laura Jane Grace about this. And she wrote, choosing to cover a song that is filled with death to be featured on a compilation dedicated to the thought that music can save your life seemed completely fitting to me. I've always thought music was about taking all the sadness, pain, fear, and trouble that you have weighing on you and turning it into something empowering, celebratory, and life-affirming. So I thought that was a good way to kick off our episode. So. When Basketball Diaries came out, like I was, I don't want to say obsessed with it, but like I really, really liked that movie and like kind of learned everything about it. Like I read the book shortly after and then I got a bunch of Jim Carroll's like poetry because I just thought it was such a. I mean, that's not that's not like you to watch a movie or read a book and then go all in. And that's, I've never seen that with you. I'm surprised you're not wearing well, Leafs gear today after our conversation. About the Leafs, watching the Leafs. Easy, thing. easy. <laughs> Yeah, I just I I totally I got big big into this into Jim Carroll's life, especially when it came out. We we were in high school, right? Or just after high school? No, we were in high school. We must have been in high school, right? Or junior high? It was like high school or junior high. Yeah, Yeah. I saw that movie in theater with my parents, which was an (laughs) awkward moment for sure. I also (laughs) did not see Basketball Diaries until I was like in my thirties, which is also a weird thing. So I don't know why. I just I think I was just. Uh, I didn't like the in typical Mike fashion. I was like, oh, people love this movie. I'm not going to watch it. Right. Right. But it was an indie, I think. Yeah. I like think it was, I think I was just, it was just a Mike thing. Yeah. Just a Mike thing. Um, did you know that Jim Carroll is also the guy who recites the poem in Junkie Man? I did not know that. You're full of facts. Yeah. Look at this. That's Jim Carroll. There you go. And I, I feel like maybe Junkie Man is even about Jim Carroll. It could be. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. <laughs> It's a wild story, man. It is a crazy story. I think like partly too was like, we just didn't hear those kinds of stories in movies. Like at that time, you know, like now it's not that uncommon to see a movie about a junkie, but like at that time, especially such a young guy and like say what you want about DiCaprio. He's a great fucking actor. Yeah. He's totally, he's totally one of those people. I'm always like, I don't care for him. And then you watch his movie. You're like, fuck, he was good in that. Damn it. He's so good. Every time it doesn't matter. He's so good. And you just, you don't want to like him, but ah, fuck, he's good. He's good at what I he give does. Give it up to Mark Wahlberg in that movie. He's also one of those. Just people, name dropping. He's also one of those people that I, I, and I really loathe Mark Wahlberg, but he's generally good in movies too. And you're just like, fuck, yeah. why do yeah. <laughs> I see why you hated this or didn't want to come around to this movie. Yeah. My Girlfriend's Dead by the Vandals and Against Me, People Who Died.
What's your second pick? Uh, it's going to get a little sad now, Mike. You got to get fun, sad. Fun time's over. <laughs> um, this song uh, is from 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, is a song by a band called The Hotelier off of the album Home Like No Place Is There. Mm-hmm. And the song is called Your Deep Rest. Yes, this is a great song. It is a great song. And I almost shied away from this song because that's kind of what we do, right? Like whenever there's some kind of like reference or point to uh, suicide, you know, that that's the first reaction is, Mm -hmm. you know, to shy away. And, you know, because you don't want to trigger somebody or, you know, because it's still got this like taboo kind of, I don't know, this, this taboo vibe about it. Right. Um, But I think like, isn't it just as important to talk about it. And I think that, you know, that's, that's something that lots of people are trying to do now to bring awareness to it and, and, you know, to talk about it before, you know, things get so bad. Um, For sure, Nate. I think that's like, that's so important these days. I mean, yeah. I mean, and again, I want to clarify, like I've never got to that point, but since it became like more um, normalized, normalized. Yeah. Like I've noticed stuff about me that and I'm sure we've, we've had this conversation off air. Like you just like, if you, once things are normalized, it's easier to talk about stuff sure. that you maybe would have like 
pinned down. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I think that, I think that applies definitely to suicide and stuff like that. And I, hopefully people know that there's always someone there for someone. You yeah. might never feel that way, but I think if there's anything that I've learned over these years as, as it's become more vocal is that there was always someone who cared. So hopefully that people people understand that. And, and it's easy to sit here and, and say that to you, but hopefully at some point these people understand that. And I think the more you talk about things, like you said, the more you normalize it and don't sweep it under the rug, I think you just, you get to a point where it's better. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you know, at, at, at the very least talking about it, you know, creating those conversations, um, much better than, than not. Yes. Um, and I think there's more available to people as well. Right. You know, I think that there's that awareness has brought a lot of, like, you see a lot of people posting about like, reach out to me, you know, I I'm, I'm here for anybody, um, you know, because it, it's, it is so important to know that there are people. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, I, I mean, obviously it's epidemic in the world, but it seems like punk, the genre and it, and be, maybe it's because it's a community, even, even as big as it is now, you still get the sense that there's a community. So when someone is hurting, it, it becomes more vocal to amplified in the scene. Yeah. And like, I think there was a lot of songs that when I was going through this, things that I never even caught maybe, and you could tell there are homages to like friends that had, had left too soon because of this yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel fortunate that I've not had to go through you know, losing a friend like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine, um, having to lose somebody like that. And, um, you know, but I know, a, a good amount of people that have, that have had to navigate through that, um, you know, seeing posts on Instagram, Instagram and things like that. And, um, yeah, it's sad. It's just, uh, it seems like, yeah, I'm just going to park it there. I think. Yeah. You just park it. You yeah. Park it. I think it, it, we dealt with it. <laughs> It's a great song. I did. I honestly didn't know that was about suicide. Um, I mean, I I dove into the lyrics today, and um, it probably is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very raw. It's very frank. It's very like it's it's what happens afterwards, yeah. you know, and kind of that friend reflecting on their friend, right, and feeling guilty about not seeing the signs and and all those sorts of things um, that I'm sure come with. Um, reflecting on on somebody whose life was lost that way. So mm-hmm. um, I was listening to this this song today, and it just, like I say, I, I haven't had to deal with anything like that, um, you know, personally. But um, it's still just like it hits you hard in the gut. Well, Nathan, I'm gonna stick with the sad, okay? Because the next song that I picked is also a very sad song. I think anyway, um, it's a band called State Lines. Do you know State Lines at all? Uh, maybe. So I, I don't know. I didn't know a ton about them. Um, their album is Hoffman Manor. It came out in 2011. Um, I only came across them because, uh, I had become a big fan of Oso Oso and Mm. the singer from Oso Oso formed this after State Lines broke up. But what I, from what I could tell after is that this kind of album Hoffman Manor is one of those like underground punk albums in that in those scenes like the early days of message boards and stuff like that in the punk rock world that like got a lot of hype but never really like encompassed out of long island or or that area from there but yeah. like everyone knew who they were but also also made it big which is kind of weird huh. so there's a song on there called cancer which is what i picked and the song always stood out to me because it was 
probably one of the sadder songs I've ever heard about death. And apparently it was written from his mother's point of view as she watched her dad die of cancer. Oh. But the lands, the like the lyrics are so descriptive. It almost feels like you're, you know, the person dying. And again, right. having never really dealt with it, like it's weird how you could thrust yourself in a story and just feel like the pain or like yeah. what the person's going through. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's my sad song. It, it's hard to transition. From sad out of, songs, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean, I don't mean that. I mean, it's hard to transition from, you know, somebody says something like kind of like heavy and sad. And then you're like, Hmm. Now, now what do I say? How do I fill that silence? You know what I mean? Even though like we're, we're just talking about songs about sad things. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, like yeah. It's, a, it's a weird, I mean, again, that's some of the reasons I wanted to put the disclaimer in when we were talking. It's just a right. weird, it's a weird episode to do. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it, I, I get what you're saying. Your deep rest, the hotelier and state lines, cancer.
sweetie, don't let them in No, don't you dare open, are you tired of breathing heavily When you're laying in bed at night trying to sleep Well, I'll let you go if you suffer songs about cancer Ooh. as well i i've I, I feel like there's probably a lot of songs about a lot of sad songs about cancer yeah, it's a shitty thing that unfortunately a lot of people are touched by it is a motherfucker man and like i think now they say it's like one in two people are affected by cancer yeah. like that's wild that's crazy one in two like i don't know it is crazy and um you know, I mean, that's how a lot of the people in my life have, have gone away was, was through cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typically older people, but, um, but still it doesn't still. diminish it. So, I mean, I encountered this album, um, which is a super heavy album. Um, it's stage four by Touche Amore. And, um, I think we've talked about this, this album on here before, um, it's a really heavy album. Um, it's oh, about yeah, Jeremy Baum's mom dying of cancer and kind of his, uh, I would say like, it's almost like listening to somebody's journal entries through like a really horrific year. Um, this album came out in 2016 
Um, I know like, you know, some of our, our friends, um, really like related to this, um, knowing or having parents that had died of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, the song I chose, I mean, you really could have chosen any song off this album, but I felt like, you know, timing wise and everything, uh, the song I chose was new Halloween. Um, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing song. It's an amazing album. I'm glad you picked it. I was going to pick this album and I was like, I hope I didn't cause I thought you would. And I'm glad you did because the context of it is awesome. Is like impressive that somebody took the time to write an album this solid yeah. about something so personal. And uh, for me personally, like I, I didn't like the band before this, mm. and it really changed my opinion about them. And I don't know. I, I love this album. I, I go. To, I'm surprised when you said the date there. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's still a really good listen. And and New Halloween is like is the the cream of the crop on that album. You know, with with songs about death, I think people come across as more grieving than they do as like and sad um, than they do as like angry, you Mm -hmm. know, and and so much of this album has a lot of anger built into it. And I think part of that is, you know, the style of music that Touche Amore is, um, which I think is really interesting because, again, like you don't really to have some like songs this aggressive one after another really does emphasize that anger, that feeling, that rawness, right? Of, that's a really good point. Somebody. I never really thought of that ever with this, but that that's, that's maybe why it's so compelling is because it's like, it's just like you feel that raw emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It's full of that. It's full of, you know, like he, he gives off those feelings of self doubt. I mm-hmm. mean, there's definite sadness in there as well. Um, you know, I've got some very close people in my life right now who have just navigated, you know, the death of, of a family member through cancer or, um, some close people in my life right now that are navigating, um, you know, actively kind of losing somebody and Mm -hmm. it's super hard. And this, uh, so this album really, you know, just, I, I really appreciate its openness, um, it's honesty, uh, the fact that like, it's these really personal autobiographical kind of, like I say, almost like journal entries. Um, and it's just very real, which I think is, is not, uh, is a commodity in, in today's kind of day and age. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, that's, you, you nailed it on this one, Nate. Great pick. Thanks, Mike. So my pick is also, um, I believe the topic of of the song is someone who passed away from cancer, but it's a little bit less about the actual grieving and more about the celebration of life. Hmm. And the song is Long Live the Queen by Frank Turner. Oh, nice. So this is actually the first Frank Turner song I ever heard. Someone requested it when I was uh, playing music at a bar. I had heard his name and I just kind of thought, to be honest, and, and we've discussed this in the chat before, not specifically about Frank Turner, but how... Um, when punks do solo albums, there's like kind of like a thing. Right. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a certain thing, like it can go either way. And a lot of times it goes the wrong way. It's just kind of like, oh, they grabbed a guitar. <laughs> See, I feel like Frank was one of those guys that I didn't know, like was from a punk band. So I was trying to go the opposite way. Like I heard this guy's acoustic stuff and I was like, was he in a punk band? Like how's he linked to punk rock? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know a ton about him or I didn't, I didn't know him much about his previous band either but just like i just was not at the time i wasn't in the mood for that kind of stuff in my life so i i had avoided it and but i played the song 
it's rad. It's I, I like the message of it. And then I like went full on into into Frank Turner. I went on a big Frank Turner kick for a while there. Yeah. Because of that song. But um, I just always like the idea of that one last hurrah with a friend. I mean, it's mm. probably not realistic to think you could break your friend out of the hospital or whatever and have one last thing. But it's it's a good way to think about um, if you know that you could share that time with someone, and let them know how much you cared about them and whatnot. And even even after death, if, death, if your friends could celebrate your life in that way, that yeah. you, you made that impact that you people would want to um, look at you for this like idealistic hope rather than anything else. Rather than than the sadness always. So, yeah, that's the way I picked that one. This is one of my favorite Frank Turner songs, too. It's a great choice, Michael. Thanks, Nathan. New Halloween, Touche Amore, and... Frank Turner, Long Live the Queen.
Alex is lying in the hospital She'd been pretty sick for about half a year But it seemed like this time the end was drawing near So I dropped my plans and jumped the next London train I found her laid up and in a lot of pain Her eyes met mine and then I understood That a weather forecast wasn't looking too good So sad as long as stories for a little while Tried to raise a mood and tried to raise a smile But she silenced all my ramblings with a shake of her head Drew me close to listen, this is what she said now Distant relatives draining her blood She said, I know I'm dying But I'm not finished just yet Yeah, I'm dying for a drink and for a cigarette So we hatched a plan to book ourselves a cheap hotel The centre of the city And to raise some now lay waste To all the clubs And then when everyone else is long asleep Then we'll know we're good and done She said that Lex had gone to sleep and wasn't waking up And even though I knew that there was nothing to be done I felt bad for not being there and now while she was gone So tried to think what Lex would want me to do At times like this when I was feeling blue So gathered up some friends to spread the sad, sad news And we headed to the city for a drink or two And we sang Another day It's just now we have to dance For one more of us So stop looking so damn depressed Sing with all our hearts Long live the Queen Well, Nathan... Let's keep the sadness going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where do we where do we go we're from gonna here? To, Mike? We're gonna have to follow this topic up with like like the most lame like songs about pizza or something like that. <laughs> just to like just to make just up to for the decompress. Yeah. Next episode, <laughs> songs about pizza. <laughs> that's the last one of the season, Mike. Okay, the next we'll have one. to do, we'll have to work a little bit harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is slowly sh- turning in, well, like unintended, but slowly turning into the songs about cancer because the next one is going down that same path. All right. But in a much, much different way, um, I would say in a odd celebratory way. Um, so a band that that arguably was not of the this style of music um, 
but also define this style of music, which is odd. I, I'm going to stop you from guessing any further. The album is The Black Parade. The band is My Chemical Romance and the song is Dead. Nice. Again, not the take on cancer that we've just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a much different uh, viewpoint. Um, but like this, this album is just... I think as I get older and and that's not really typical for me, I don't think as I get older, I start to appreciate kind of things of. They were outside the bubble of the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's say that. Um, and this is like a very different album for my chemical romance. I mean, it's, it's a rock opera and like arguably that's a huge task and huge subject matter. Um, for a group of 20 something year olds to just kind of take on, you know, I think I can appreciate that more the mm-hmm. older I get. So for the album, it centers around the character of, of the patient who is, you know, got a terminal illness, which I think we later find out is, is cancer. But this song is in such stark contrast to the whole idea of the album, you know, my chemical romance being kind of like an emo goth band um, and then having this like incredibly like up and like celebratory and like fanfare vibe to this this actually like really, you know, depressing storyline and depressing song. Mm hmm. Um, And it's over the top, but in such a great way. And like you can't listen to this song and not just be completely sucked in. I love My Chemical Romance. Like I've said it before, like I'm a huge apologist to them. Yeah. But they got like, just think about when you said that, like just think about how they transitioned from like to that album and pulled it off. Like that's a big feat. There's like huge rock bands that have tried that and fucked it up royally. Totally. And not and they nailed it. Like that that's the album people know of. Like maybe not someone that knew their other albums, but like that's the album a lot of people know them for. Like it's insane. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like I think they could have just taken it on. And I think the older that album got, it could have been more highly respected as it as the years went on, because it is such a huge undertaking, right? But to to not only do it, but to do it so well. And then like to have, you know, like the black parade became its own thing, like its own band and all this, right? Like it's, it's wild, man. And again, like the age of these guys, when they were, when they created this. It's uh, phenomenal. Again, I I like them a lot. I I think I like them even more now than I did when they came out. And uh, I find myself listening to them a lot. So, well, maybe they'll get back together, Mike. They are, they're doing those reunion shows. Well, are they are they happening? Are they active? Like, are those shows rescheduled now? Yeah, I think so. They they had them rescheduled for COVID, then canceled again, and then rescheduled. Like, they're I think the intent is to go out on tour and do it. So, I was thinking like bands like that that were like you know getting ready to do a reunion after so many years, and then COVID hit. Like, were they gonna still do it, or was it just like, nah, you know what? That was yeah. that was a flash in the pan, crazy. It could idea. Be. I feel like I feel like they are <laughs> gonna do it because I think they're not. I don't know if they're a band that broke up on bad terms. I think they just had so much on the go, like writing comics. Like the two brothers write comics and TV shows, and like right. have other bands going. And uh, the the Frank Frank or whatever he does like so many bands too. And I don't know. Maybe they won't. I don't know. <laughs> But time will tell, Mike. Only time, time will, will tell. tell. Who knows what's going on? I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I decided because I was talking about death, 
there's also the whole ghost element of death. Right. So, I mean, the obvious thing is you could pick an Alkaline Trio song here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... They got a lot of songs about death or like a Misfit song or something like that. But I went with House Ghost, which is a band, if you listen to the my best of 2020 episode, I brought up how much I love this uh, one-off album. Um, yeah, so I picked the song House Ghost off House Ghost by House Ghost, <laughs> which I think is fun to say. It's so lazy. Yeah. So, and what's more about death than a house ghost? Plus, it's kind of Halloween's coming up. So I really love this album. If you like this song, you really should check it out. That's my less dramatic song for the for the episode. It better be about a house ghost with the amount of house ghosts in that entire preamble. Uh, it's not really about house ghosts. <laughs> it's about a cat. It's about a cat on a job site. <laughs> <laughs> Thought he saw a house mouse, but called it a house ghost. <laughs> But it wasn't really a house mouse. It was more of like a work mouse. You're stretching now, Mike. Yeah, that's what I do. Dead, My Chemical Romance, and... House Ghost. House Ghost. (laughs) One more time. House Ghost, House Ghost, House Ghost.
thank you to everyone for listening and sticking around with us. Thanks for all the awesome lists and feedbacks we got from the last episode. Uh, I hope we get some more lists for this one again. If you want to check us out online, our site is highfives.ca. Our Instagram is at highfivepodcast. Uh, if you're super brave, you can get in touch uh, via our direct messages and join our High Fives WhatsApp chat. Uh, you get to find out all sorts of interesting things in there, like when it snows in Calgary. And <laughs> that's about it. What we're eating for dinner. Things you can't find anywhere else yeah anywhere else it's, it's the real <laughs> details but yeah we we love interacting in there it's a lot of fun uh just talking music and and whatever else um if you've sent us an email i've been a little bit slow answering emails back to bands and stuff like that um but i it's not that i'm ignoring you guys i'm sorry and just one last thing again because we're dealing with death i kind of feel that we should mention if you're struggling with anything, there's always somewhere out that wants to listen. Please make the effort to seek that out. Uh, again, it's easy for us to say this, but I promise you, uh, even if you think that no one cares, there's someone who does care about you. So please take take that chance if you're if you're struggling with something. That is important. That is important, I think. Yeah, yeah I think so too. The next pick, I'm going to take you through... Um, a little bit of my thought process, Mike. This is a behind the podcast, Ooh. right? It's behind you the podcast this, moment. No, this is a gift. This is a gift. I like it. When we started talking about this topic, this was one of the first, or one of the first songs that came to mind um, was Eulogy by the Flatliners. Um, and I love that song so much. And um, it's obviously about losing a friend and um kind of keeping their their name alive and um just everything about that song is so great and whenever they play it live the whole place just becomes electric it's one of those those songs and i was sure i'd played it before um and i went through the list and i hadn't and i was like really? okay great i thought yeah. for sure you had <laughs> not according to the lists well the lists don't lie <laughs> just like my hips <laughs> um but I did play a Flatliner song last episode from that album. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided against it. Interesting. Um, but it's a great song and a quick shout out to the Flatliners for a great song. But then we started talking about one week in the one week records in the uh, chat. We shout did. out to, to the chat. And um, Chris Cresswell has a solo album that's on One Week Records, and he has this really beautiful song um, called On the Day That You Died. And um, I like how you often find a way to kind of fit in uh, a nice little, like, you know, uh, what did you call it last time? Not a not a ripper, not a, what did, what did you decide on? I can't oh, remember. yeah, it wasn't a banger. It was a, a cuddler. <laughs> I don't know what you called it. I think I that's like what that I you... said. Somebody else, I believe it was Justin, wrote something funnier about it, but I think I called it a cuddler. <laughs> I like how you end on on a on a softer song sometimes. Uh -huh. um, so this is this is my softer song, and I feel like this is kind of the song that you kind of expect, you know, from a from a a, a collection of songs about death, about losing somebody, about grieving. Um, and it's non-specific, but it, it is very personal, um, non-specific in the way that I don't think, you know, like 
like who the person is to Chris, but like, I assume that it's, it's a personal story. Um, just from, you know, kind of the lyrics and, and the, just the, the tone of the song. Um, and it really just does, uh, give me the feels every time I hear it. So, uh, this is a great album. If you haven't heard it, Chris Cresswell, one week records, uh, go check it out. Nate, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Did the Flatliners break up or is it just like, have they just kind of dissipated? Chris is doing his own thing and sort of no, in hot water I, I music? Think there's, I think they're still together. They still put out like stuff on their social media, like as a band, as a collective. Oh, there you go. So I, I think they're still going. Yeah. Awesome. All right. My pick. So I said, I kind of said this before that I've never really dealt with death. So a lot of my death comes from movies and TVs and songs and that kind of stuff, which is sad. It sounds like I'm like Bill Murray's character in Scrooge. It's not like to that extent, but at the same time. I don't think it's sad. I think it's, I think it's fortunate. You know, it's fortunate fortunate. to not have to, you know, go through that. I mean, we're all going to go through it at some point in our lives. Right. But if you can, you know, stay it for as long as possible, there's, there's nothing sad about that. Yeah. Sorry. It was just like the invoking of emotion comes from, sure from how I've seen characters portray it or written about or whatever. So I kind of went with a song that deals with that. Um, And this is, I think, and and again, I might be completely making this up in my head, but the next song I picked used a sound clip from one of the first times I can remember being sad about death. Uh, And it's kind of doubtful that I remember the original showing because I just don't think I was old enough. And it it probably wasn't reruns because it still reruns. Um, Or maybe it's just remembering my mom explained to me what that meant when, when it happened. But the song is leveled again. The artist is Dikembe. The sound clip comes from Sesame Street. And uh, I just remember, like, it's the dealing of... Um, oh, yeah. Mr. Hooper. Yeah. Mr. Hooper's death. Like, do you remember that as a kid? Are we too... I, like, I, don't, I just don't know if I've made it up in my head or not. I don't remember it as a kid. Um, but there's there's a documentary out there right now called, like, The Street Gang or something like that. And it's all about how... Um, Sesame Street came together, like how it was actually thought up and why and and how it 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 came to life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was like the six late sixties that Sesame Street started. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was early on, like within the first ten years at least, that Mr. Hooper died. Cause I, I don't really remember him as a character other than like oh. hearing about him. But they show this scene where like Big Bird is dealing with like, like I remember Hooper's that vividly. Death. Like I could still feel like where, like in my head, I remember where I was sitting and watching it. Like in our house, we could have seen it. Yeah, we, I mean, because Sesame Street uh, replays still now. So sure, exactly. <laughs> so I could have seen it. And I just remember my mom having that conversation with me about it. And I just when I heard that clip in that song, I was instantly sad. I was like, yeah. Oh man, I remember this. It's incredibly powerful that yeah. scene, you know, like seeing it as an adult now. And then in this documentary, you know, watching the the cast members talk about like why they did, they approached it the way that they did and why they chose Big Bird to be the one to kind of start asking those questions. Like it's, it's really like there's, there's a great depth to that whole decision-making process and, and like what that probably did for kids you know like 
obviously, you know, it, it, it created a sadness for you. Right. And, and I think it probably did that for a lot of kids, but it probably also gave that foundation for understanding really what death was. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had that, I mean, I remember having that conversation with my mom. So, yeah. I mean, it created a conversation, which I guess is the beauty of a show like Sesame Street. Cause it does create those conversations or like yeah. when, when there are as, as horrible as it is to say, there's teaching moments in pop culture sometimes that, 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 go that extra mile like i would say that there's like Dwayne on on uh degrassi well most of the original degrassi but Dwayne specifically like is a big t- teaching moment <laughs> like right at that time like we, we didn't know much about hiv to begin with and right. then to have a straight jock get hiv for having promiscuous sex it wasn't right. like it was a big deal right <laughs> right things yeah. like that are like a good teaching moment so yeah that's why i picked the song just because I mean, just that clip automatically brings me back. And I think it's just, it's done so well. On the day that you died, Chris Cresswell and... Dikembe leveled again. Stay cool, be excellent to each other. On the day that you died In between silver wings On the day that you died Helpless voice cries as you fade away On the day that you die The earth was cold and gray On the day that you died I sat and hid my face On the day that you died The smallest sound would rumble And my eyes were never truly Stay
<laughs> and Moonlight is you on the internet. <laughs> it's called catfishing, Mike. Oh, it's I call it moonlighting. <laughs> I've got the looks that drives a girl wild. I've got the mood that really move them. I said, chill up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I make them hot. I make him shiver, their knees get weak Whenever I'm around, they see me walk They hear me talk, I make them feel Like they're on cloud nine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy your heart out, girls. Hands off the merchandise. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks that drives a girl wild. I've got the mood that really move them. I said chill. Up and down their spine I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I'm just a sexy boy I'm not your boy toy I make them hot I make them shiver Their knees get weak Whenever I'm around They see me walk They hear me talk I make them feel like they're on cloud nine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm 